Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, Brooke. Greetings, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. We are remote again. Yes, in my child's bedroom where (laughs) I said, you look like a winner because look at all those trophies, Brooke. Look at those. So many trophies. So many trophies. They're not mine, but. Yeah. uh, We've been watching a little bit of Dance Moms. Speaking of trophies, Mm. it's stressful. It's It's rough. I watched it back in the day, like when it first came out. Is it still going? Like, are these new episodes? No, I think no. She's been like to jail and back, and yeah, I was going to say Abby Lee Miller podcast. She has a new podcast as of June 2023. So that's gonna. Is she just going to yell at us the whole podcast? I mean, I don't know. I know. You know what always really drove me nuts, and I don't know if this is a regional thing, but did you notice how they say costumes? They do instead of costumes and like, but I have noticed other people in like what, wherever I I think they're based in Pittsburgh, right? So it's Pennsylvania, but like different, there's different types of costumes has like yins and they say costumes and I'm like, it's costumes. Is it not? Am I the wrong one? (laughs) (laughs) There's not an H in costume. Yeah. So I agree. There's another word. There's another word that people say. Oh, now I'm going to forget it. But I've noticed like the women from the home edit say it. And I'm like, why are we, ta- why are we saying it like that? So anyway, just a regional thing. The people mm. on Dance Moms say costumes mm. and they talk about costumes a lot. Well, now I'm going to notice it like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Isabel and I are like really obsessed with the whole like, where are they now thing? Oh, because yeah. what did you know Maddie, who was like the star dancer? Do you, I, I've never heard of her, Brooke, until now. Amanda. I, mean, I know. I'm on. talking to the pop culture queen here. But did you know that she was in Sia's music video? She is she like Sia's this. muse. Yes. I love that video. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So now we're following yeah. basically all of the dancers and their mothers on Instagram now. That's basically how I'm spending my time because I have I have time for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, those are the little <laughs> little pleasures. Little it's guilty becoming, pleasures. Yeah, it's becoming a guilty pleasure. So what else yeah. is going on with you? I have to say, so, you know, we've talked here, I believe, about um, storing things in my glass container, my glass Pyrex. Yep. What's it called again? Now see, like ruined it already. Fresh lock. That's it. Fresh lock. Pyrex fresh lock. They used to be called snapware Pyrex Mm -hmm. snapware, but it's the same thing. And so I've talked about it on the podcast. Well, in our Facebook group, I shared a picture of some 10-day-old strawberries that had been in one of those glass 
um, Pyrex Fresh Lock containers with a paper Mm -hmm. towel to absorb some Mm -hmm. moisture. And Mm -hmm. 10 days later, they were still fresh because I had not opened them. We were away. We went to Williamsport. We had unattended. They were unattended. unattended. They, we had a surplus of strawberries. So like by the time I actually got to the ones in this glass container, it had been at least 10 days since I purchased and stored them. And let me tell you, might've been our most popular thread ever in the (laughs) Facebook group. So if you want to talk about riveting things such as Strawberry storage, come on over. Have you called the Guinness Book of World Records yet? Have you considered entering yourself into the longest fresh strawberry? I mean, who has the time? (laughs) (laughs) Who has the time? But yeah, yeah, so, so, so that's, you know, just an update about some riveting content. I mean, just to get things even more riveting, Brooke, I also posted in the Facebook group that I made the decision to get replacement lids for all of my Pyrex. And I am so excited because I have, I got one of the sets that has, you know, 10 years ago that has the two rectangles and the three different, you know, shapes of round ones or sizes of round ones and all of the lids cracked. So now we're Mm. still using the Pyrex, but we're like covering it in aluminum foil or those like stretchy things. So I spent $30 and I even got doubles of each one so that I've got backups. Smart. Did my future self a favor and I chatted with a lovely customer service representative on the the Pyrex website and they told me the exact lids to get. And I'm really excited because now I can use that, that Pyrex again. Amanda, I am I am excited about your Pyrex, but I, I do just need to emphasize that the Pyrex Fresh Lock, I think is really what made the difference for my fruit. So I'm not saying your Pyrex isn't wonderful and it's yeah. not going to be extra wonderful now that you have um, lids to yeah. replace the broken lids. But just saying, I don't think regular Pyrex lids hold a candle to the Pyrex Fresh Lock. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I think okay. that I think, because I have some Fresh Locks items. Okay. So that's so what I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be using for my fruit. But your, you know, freshness extravaganza was just really inspiring me to, because it's one of those stupid things that I'd had on my list for the longest time. And it was so funny because I had to give him the model number on the bottom of all of the Pyrexes. So I had like last night's leftover chicken, like in my office and I'm like leaning it over and trying to look at the number and everything. It was pretty funny. Amanda, I also finally figured out the name of the house song (laughs) that I've been trying to poorly explain <laughs> so fun when you try to explain it over several episodes i'm like didn't in it i'm like what you don't know that the song is called sandstorm by darude d-a-r-u-d-e so if uh-huh. anyone is curious what i've been trying to explain over several episodes now that's the song that like that's the song i feel like we all know it and you hear it everywhere like i said i heard it at the little league world series but uh-huh. just didn't know the name yeah right i mean it's no it's no booty it's no booty bounce it's no booty bounce but the problem is that i don't think they ever say sandstorm so i was like what's it called like booty bounce don't they say it's it's very clear it's very clear it's very clear that because i don't know that there are many other words besides booty bounce well that's kind of thing about booty bounce that's kind of the thing about house music right it's like just one phrase repeated one beat repeated over and over but it builds as we know i would like to know if there are like songwriting credits 
for that song? Like, is there somebody that somebody wrote it? There's somebody that's claiming that they that they wrote that. You know, just that single lyric. Be bounce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good times. Um. I also just going back to our, our Facebook group a little bit, because I love the little, the chit chat that goes on the community. I posed a question the other day. I was inspired. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Emery Lord. She is a young adult author. I enjoy her books. I know her, uh, through my past life as a wedding blogger. Oh, And she had posted on Instagram, like, what's your favorite underrated movie that you never get tired of? And so I shared the same prompt in our Facebook group. And I loved seeing everyone's responses. So if you have Mm. something to share, hop on over there with us. But mine, I actually hadn't watched in years. So after I answered this question and raved about this movie, I decided to watch it. And it holds up. Do you want to know what it is? I do. Of course. Dan in Real Life. Do you know this movie? Uh, is this um, Steve Carell? It is. Very good. I mean, look at me. I can pull an actor's name out of the hat sometimes. Look at you. <laughs> it is. It's a great cast. Steve Carell, Juliette Binoche, Emily Blunt, Diane Weist. I love mm-hmm. her. I'll watch like anything with Diane Weist. And I love Emily Blunt. Me too. Mm-hmm. And Nick and I, we quote several lines from this movie regularly. We both loved it years ago, and I just hadn't watched it in a while. So I found that it is on Disney Plus, and I watched it the other day, and it it's still a delight. You're writing it down. I'm writing and it down. It also has an incredible soundtrack that I used to just like listen to on repeat that I still love the music from it. I am excited about this movie and I want to check it out. Wait, what did this woman, sorry, what was her name again? The one that you gave you the idea? Emery Lord. And what was her favorite movie that she could watch on repeat? Well, now I have to look it up because I forget. I just (laughs) only remember my... and are you going to tell me what some of the Facebook people said for theirs? Right. Because I haven't been on Facebook. Well, no, because you have to go to our Facebook to group to, to Facebook see. Group. This is your little teaser. All right. So hers was Get Over It, which was yeah. like a early 2000s teen movie, but also a mockery of teen movies. I don't uh, think I've ever seen it, mm-hmm. but she said she loves that. And also um, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell, mm. which... Okay, I'll say someone in our Facebook group also recommended that. But then there's some others that were recommended that I've never heard of or I just mm-hmm. never saw. So now I have a nice little list of like, because there's something about the, those movies that are older that like, you know, other people come back to them time and time again, that they're just like a comfort, like watching Dan mm-hmm. in real life. I knew how it ended, but there was like little nuances that I forgot about and little bits and pieces of the relationships that I forgot about. And it just like, it feels like a warm hug. It feels like a warm hug. Yeah. I also like 40 year old virgin. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. Yeah. I was speaking of Steve Carell. So, um, I have a couple. One is, you're not going to like this. (laughs) One is the notebook. I I don't dislike the notebook. I listen, I'm not anti Ryan Gosling. I just don't understand why people are like, head over heels i think he's a decent actor and i don't think he's like unattractive i just don't under like if you had to if you're pairing like the ryans against each other like ryan reynolds would be the clear winner in my book it's okay he's not my type it's okay that ryan um, gosling is yours right but i will say in the notebook i fast forward through the older people parts (laughs) i don't important 
thing that ties the whole story together, you mean? I don't enjoy the, that part. Okay. I fast forward through that. Okay. Um, two other movies, Office Space, which well, we have yes. talked about. We have talked about that. <laughs> That's all I don't I know do if that feels like a warm it. hug, but it does oh, feel like a good laugh. a warm hug. Um, That's on my list to watch this month. I got to get it because I've mentioned it like a hundred times this month. And then the other one is The Holiday. I love that movie so With much. Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. And, and Jude Law. And Jude Law. And he plays a character named Jack Graham. Lab. And he plays a character named Graham. I just love, like, I love the Hollywood side of it. I love the English cottage side of it. It's mm-hmm. just so, it's so good. I love that movie. The meet cute with the older neighbor and, like, how they kind of just help him. Oh, yeah. It's sweet. And it is, I mean, it's a lit, uh, okay, it's a rom-com, you know, so it's kind of predictable. But it does have some unpredictability to it where you're like, what's going to happen here? Yeah. And yeah. it's sweet. Mr. Napkin face. You can't uh, hate that. You can't hate that. No. Oh, and so if you good. do, you're dead inside. You're dead inside. Dude <laughs> law. I mean, yeah. come on. Love him. Yeah. I think Amanda, there was one other that. thing you were going to tell me about, but you didn't divulge yet. Your lunch game for this school year. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. I, you know, I'm in full nesting mode. I okay. don't know what's happened to me. But remember I talked a couple episodes ago about how I've been decluttering my house like crazy. I had gotten the pantry ready, but I hadn't. So we have a lot of little containers and some go with the lunch because we she has one of those lunch boxes that it's kind of like a bento box types of type of situation right mm-hmm. it's got the three different con- you know sections and then different containers that go in each section and it the, they were all mixed in with all the other tiny small containers and so we have two little bins and one bin i just created for all the lunchbox containers and the other one is like other so my cracked pyrex lids that will soon be replaced and all of that so that's making making the lunch so much easier because I just pull out that whole container while mm-hmm. I'm making her lunch and I find the, you know, the little thing for the ketchup and I find because she takes like chicken nuggets and stuff. So I'm feeling, I know, look at me. So that's feeling Day three. Day three. <laughs> look at me go. God knows where I'll be next week. But that just feels good. Removing some friction. Good. Yeah. Well, my kids haven't started school yet. They're like the last, the last to go next week. But I am also, I did say they could buy lunch on the first day um, because last spring when Nick started his new job, I was just like, yep, you can buy your lunch for the rest of the school I year. I because- Isabel would buy lunch, but she won't. She says she hates the food there. And I'm like, please. I mean, listen, it's I just a few night, days a week, you know? Well, that's the thing. I don't think they're getting served gourmet food, which is, you know, um, just kind of, I think the school ends up just getting, it's good enough-ish. I mean, and I do think that even though it's not all super healthy, like Paige, for instance, who is not a very, uh, does not enjoy a variety of foods. I think she is more likely to try certain things if she sees her friends eating it. So I'm like, listen, this might not be the healthiest thing, but it's probably better than the half a bagel and tortilla chips you were going to eat if I packed your lunch because then she would leave all the healthy stuff. Right. Um, so, but I do like money wise, I'm like, I should probably pack lunches a little bit more this year. Um, one thing that I've always liked for like the little sides and things in in the containers, I use those silicone silicone muffin cups. 
Yes. Do you ever I use those? those? Yeah. Those are great for like a couple cookies and a couple crackers and yes. and things like that. So I don't know. Again, school hasn't even started yet. By week two, I'm probably going to be like, yep, back to buying every day because... There's a Lunchable and a White Claw. <laughs> just in case any teachers you've are listening. Seen, no. You've seen that Shani Dots Instagram, haven't you? That yes, wheel. that, yep, like first day of school or whatever. This mom packing like the beautiful bento box, like everything cut, you know, it looks like a rose and the themed, sweet little note. Like it has a theme. And yeah. She's like, what does she put in? Just like a family size bag of Cheetos and like a white <laughs> claw and... <laughs> oh, that's where we're all we'll all be by October. But, she has uh, a really funny follow on Instagram, the Shanny Dots. I mean, she's she's. I think that's the the, the handle. But, okay. Oh my god. We'll have to link to it in the show notes. Yeah. For a good chuckle, <laughs> Amanda. Should we take a break? Let's do it. All right. Come back. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. All right. Brooke, we're back. We are back. <laughs> I do need to, before we start to talk about our main topic, I do need to just provide one update because I really like the reaction that I get from you about this topic. Okay. That um, my oh awesome in the morning mm. is going swimmingly. <laughs> I this morning. So for those of you who might not have heard, you know, the recent episode, I've been trying Mel Robbins trick of when the alarm goes off in the morning, not rolling over, not snoozing, not acting all grumpy and just being like, oh, awesome. And literally saying that out loud and getting out of bed. So I have been doing it every single day for maybe five or six days. It's working swimmingly. And this morning I was very cranky and I was literally like, oh, awesome. <laughs> But um, you mentioned that you tried it, but I wouldn't let you tell me anymore because I wanted you to tell me live. What did you do? I mean, I didn't really try it, but like the one day <laughs> after hitting snooze several times, of course, I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though, listening back to that last episode to like write show notes and stuff. It's funny you mentioned this and then you just immediately hear me say, no, like I just, I, I listen, no, I'm not doing it. But I actually had to wake up earlier today. Mm -hmm. I had an eight o'clock meeting Oof. with our school superintendent, not like, uh, you know, just unrelated to my own kids, but this was the only time that he could meet. And so several of us, you know, showed up at the school district building at 8 a.m. I'm like, man, it's summer. The last time I had to, like, be up and out this yeah. early, with the yeah. exception of the Little League World Series, which I was, like, raring to go, I'm like, woo. Oh, yeah. But, so this was a, a only two snooze day instead of four snoozes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, not awesome. Not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm proud of you. And I'm that's what's you. the beauty of us is just how darn darn different we are. <laughs> how darn different. Yeah. But okay, so our main topic today is confidence. 
What's What's wrong with being being confident? You don't know this song? Okay, sorry. What song is this? It's uh, Demi Lovato. It's a great song. Oh, we do I was it. thinking I'm, the way you were doing this, I was going 70s. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's just how I dance. <laughs> um, sorry. I no, was going anytime. to a different decade. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay. Let's talk about confidence. So the reason why this came up for me was because I mentioned it a little bit recently in one of the recent episodes that my daughter's doing cheer. She's mm-hmm. doing cheerleading. And you know, her and her best friend are doing it together and they were practicing and then the big game was coming up. So they practice three times a week and then they have games every Saturday and they hadn't done a game yet. So they couldn't really picture like, where is the crowd going to be and where are we going to be? And, you know, and they were just like, as the game was approaching, they were just mentioning more things like, it's going to be so embarrassing and everybody's going to be looking at us. And my brother keeps teasing me because he says cheer is so easy and football is so hard. And like, you know, and so we started talking a lot about this concept of confidence. And it was really interesting because I found myself almost feeling like I was talking to like middle school me, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, they're in fifth grade, so they're not quite in middle school yet. But I just was sort of like, oh, man, like if I could go back and give myself some advice, what's the advice that that I would want to give myself? And I think the first thing, like one of the things that I've sort of learned about in my mental health journey is the idea of like validation and not being like, oh, you'll be fine. You have nothing Mm -hmm. to worry about. It's going to be fine. And actually hearing like, well, tell me about it. Like, what are you nervous about? What are you scared about? Like, what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried. It's like, cause that way I think adults tend to just blanket over, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. And they don't really know what it is that they're actually nervous about or what they're feeling. So some of the things that I was talking to them about are the things that work for me now, even something like the whole idea of like fake it till you make it. Mm Mm-hmm of like, you might not feel confident, but if you go out there and you pretend like you're confident, your body will actually be tricked into just kind of being confident. Mm-hmm. And I talked to them about this idea of like, imagine two cheerleaders, like two cheerleaders, one that walks out and they're like tail between their legs and like, oh my God. And I'm, you know, hunched over and I'm so worried versus another one that's like probably feels the same way, but it's just like, all right, let's do this, you know? Yep. And even I've seen a lot of like moms on Instagram that talk about role playing. So I even had them like role play that a little bit. Like, okay, I want you to walk in the middle of the living room right now and pretend like you're super confident to be here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, but, um, I feel like confidence has been such a journey for me and I'm much more confident now at 40 something than I've ever been. Same. And I wish I could go back in so many ways and kind of give that gift of confidence to myself earlier. So I'm I'm like super interested in, in investing in that with Isabel. Yeah. I mean, if I think I had to go back and, and say this to my fifth grade self and just side note, my fifth grade was middle school. My middle school at the time yeah. was fifth I think through it was eighth. For me too. Yeah. Which is like, that's a pretty big gap. You know? Yeah. Now my my kids, their middle school doesn't start until sixth grade. Um, and I'm glad because I think fifth grade is like a big transitional time. Yeah. But I think if I could go back and just tell myself like nobody cares as much yeah. about what you're doing or wearing as much as you do. Yes. So just wear it and do it and be kind to people and 
act confident, right? And it it will come. Um, You know, I think of, I think I've always been someone who, like, when we were planning for this episode, you know, we were just tossing around ideas and you said, well, you know, you said to me, balance bound, like launching that, I needed confidence and I had to kind of fake it till, till I made it. But for me, I, I think there's a difference between confidence and just like stubborn optimism, because Mm. for me, it wasn't so much confidence that that was going to work. Mm -hmm. It was stubborn optimism and like just this feeling in me that I needed to do it. Mm. But I think that I can take that, that feeling and translate it into confidence or appear as if I'm confident, even when I'm not. And I think Sometimes you do have to fake it and that's, and the confidence can come later, but sometimes kind of tricking yourself. So, you know, it was interesting to hear that from you, that you felt like it took me being confident in the idea to bring it to life. Whereas I'm like, oh, I wasn't confident. I was just like stubborn that I need to do this because if I don't, I'll regret it. Right. And that this is important to me. And this is something that I want to put out into the world. And when we were talking and like role playing and stuff, we were talking a lot about getting criticism and judgment and basically bullying from other people. And we were Mm -hmm. role playing a little bit like, okay, so, so somebody says to you, why did you cheer? Cheer's stupid. And what do you say to that? You know, and even saying something like even just replying back to them, I love cheer. Mm Mm-hmm. What are they going to say? Like, I'm I'm doing me. I love right. cheer. You don't have to love cheer. You don't do cheer. I love yeah. cheer. And really just like speaking from a place of, this is what I love. It's okay. You don't have to love it. Yeah. And realizing, and again, I think this is like really hard to embrace when you're younger and we, yeah. can, we can see it more clearly now. But it was funny. I was leaving the pool the other day and there was this dad and his two kids walking out in front of us. And I don't know where the boy's question came from, but he said to his dad, like, why do some people bully? Mm. And the dad just said, well, you know, I wanted to go up to him afterwards and be like, that was a great answer. And like, Mm. you're doing a great job. But I didn't because that would be awkward. Mm. (laughs) But he was like, well, you know, sometimes when people aren't are are sad about something in their life, they want to make other people feel sad. Mm -hmm. And so I wish I had embraced that more, like knowing that if people were trying to knock down my confidence, like someone saying to Isabel, like, cheer is dumb. Why would you do cheer? Mm -hmm. More than likely, it's because they're jealous or Mm -hmm. they want something that they connect to, like you connect to cheer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, obviously hindsight is 2020, but I wish I could go back to my old self and just say like, forget the naysayers. And I think, I think the youth, youths these days, <laughs> side note, if you watched the new girl, I feel like they say that all the or new girl, not the new girl. Anyway, they say that all the time, but I feel like younger people these days might be more likely to stand up for themselves in those ways. And even if you're not totally confident in what you're saying, just knowing like, this is, this is the right thing that they're the ones that are wrong to put me down. Yeah. Um, But it can be really hard when you're young. Oh yeah. And I was definitely trying to teach it to them in a way that could be easily implemented at their age, you know, because they're not going to go into some long soliloquy about like how much they love cheer. But I was even just teaching them the word, okay, or just shrugging their shoulders. Like, it's like cheer is stupid being like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
there's nowhere to go from there. Right. Because they or, want you to argue with them. Right. Yeah. Or just like the shrug, like, like cheer, cheer is so stupid. Like, hmm. it's just, you totally disarm them. Yeah. And we talked about another technique, which I really love that um, a friend of mine, Karen taught to me because she's like a communications PhD and it's called fogging. Have we talked about fogging before? I don't think so. It's basically like if somebody is making a passive aggressive comment to you, you almost sort of agree with them. So if they're like, wow, you really slabbing on the butter there huh? on your bread, you'll be like, oh, my God, I love butter. <laughs> or like, ooh, like another cup of coffee, huh? Oof, love my coffee. Right. So it's kind of just like almost like so if somebody says like you sucked on that math test, you can be like, oh, wasn't my best. Yeah. And then they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Leaning into the imperfection of of whatever they're addressing. Right. And, and think- it's not them saying like, oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're right. I'm ugly. But just like not giving them any other place to go. Yeah. You know, well, and so I it's think kind this of fun is- messing with people that way. <laughs> Well, and it's, you know, again, a 10 and an 11 year old girl, you know, probably aren't going to implement this as much, but the whole like, good for her, not for me. Yes. Like you hate cheer. Good for you. I I really like it. Yeah. That's fine. We can have a difference of opinions. Like, or sometimes giving the other person a compliment. Like if it's a football player saying like, why are you doing cheer? It's so stupid. Like, I don't know. I really love it. And you're pretty good at football. Good for you. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like, as the, I was I was talking to them about that idea of, like, killing with kindness. Mm-hmm. So if somebody said, like, you you the, you sucked on that math test, be like, oh, my God, you did so good. And they're like, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it's shoot. hard. Isabel's like a little yeah. firecracker. And so she's much more likely to come back with, like, a, you know, said. And I think that's natural at that age. And I didn't have these skills when I was that age. So yeah. but I'm, like, hoping to impart some of them. And like another one that I learn a lot that I use a lot when I'm speaking is that your nervous system doesn't actually know the difference between excited and nervous. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling nervous and then you say, Oh my God, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm, it's almost like this oh, oh awesome thing of waking up in the morning. You're trying to actually create new neural pathways. And so if you're feeling all of those butterflies and everything right before the game and you can be like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. And then it's a mind trick where it's like, Oh, Oh cool. We're excited. We're not nervous. You know, and that just kind of changes your mindset and your energy a little bit. It's funny when you mentioned this to me earlier, I had just like an hour ago seen this funny meme um, from Tig Notaro. I love mm-hmm. her. And um, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was something along the lines of my therapist said that our body feels the same whether we're anxious or excited. So sometimes if you're anxious, just try to tell yourself you're excited and mm-hmm. it feels the same. And so I woke up this morning and thought, I'm so excited that everybody hates me. <laughs> And that made me laugh. But yes, it is true. I'm so excited about this root canal. I'm so excited. (laughs) But sometimes just shifting that narrative and saying, okay, well, if I'm going to feel this way, I might as well channel it into excitement of the unknown versus the anxiety or the nervousness. Yeah. It's interesting because when I think about back when I think about school and I think about the popular kids, they... What I feel like made them popular, I mean, some of it, yes, was they had the perfect hair and the perfect clothes and all of that, but they tended to be very confident. Mm -hmm. They were just confident. Mm -hmm. And I think it had that 
magnetism or whatever, where people were like, Ooh, I want that. And I don't think a lot of times it was, I want those clothes. I want that car. I want those shoes. It was like, I want that feeling of walking into a room and feeling like I belong here. I'm, you know, like, I think it's, it was more, it was, that was a really interesting kind of revelation that I had in my thirties where I was like, Oh, I don't think it was about all that surfacey stuff. I think it was about the way that they carried themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was more of a shy and introverted kid and teenager and would not have called myself confident, but yet when I was on the stage or when I was in dance class or dance competitions, I did feel a different kind of confidence because I was embodying a character and I had the, you know, the dance steps taught to me, like I knew what to do. So that pressure was off of me to like decide what to say or what to do or how to act or what to wear. Like it was, it was laid out for me. And I feel like after having kids and like, you know, not feeling great in my body and like in a great mental space for the first couple of years, one of the things that really brought me back to myself was going to see fit and taking like cardio dance classes. And, but I even remember like when I started going to those classes, I started with like a bar class and then I, I gradually like added on one of the dance classes when I felt a little bit more confident and I felt so awkward at first. And I was like, gosh, I used to just be able to dance and I could do the moves. It was just a matter of like, right. Feeling like I didn't, care what I looked like. And it took some time, but even like what I would wear to those classes at the time, like I always wanted like certain parts of my body covered. And, and now I'm just like, I wear my leggings and my tank top and, you know, like, I don't care what I look like in the mirror. And that being confident in like how to use my body just Mm -hmm brought me a different kind of confidence overall. And I think so. I think it's really important, you know, not all kids are going to be athletes or into sports, but like Paige is doing theater camp this week, our last week of summer. And I can tell how much she is loving it because it's like letting her use her body and, you know, and she does take dance classes, but it's just a whole new way to express herself. And I think those are such great lessons for kids. Like I'm so into giving giving them those opportunities to learn to not be like the best at a sport. I don't care. Yeah. I want you to feel like you can use your body confidently as a tool to accomplish this really cool thing. Yeah. Or feel strong, you know? Yeah. And I like these, you know, we've been working, we've done all kinds of different sports with Isabel and trying to find, you know, the right activity. And I think things like cheer and theater are really great because they're not necessarily these high pressure situations of like, okay, you're at bat, don't strike out, don't drop the ball, you know, like there's not these sort of high pressure types of situations, but you're still getting the physical activity, you're still focusing on the confidence. And it was interesting because we were talking a lot about mistakes. Like her friend was saying, well, what if I make a mistake? And I was like, on the football field, they're making quote unquote mistakes the whole time. Somebody's going to drop the ball. Somebody's going to fumble. Somebody's going to cause a penalty. But like, if there were no mistakes, it'd be a really boring game because Mm -hmm. it would just be like completed pass, touchdown, completed pass, touchdown. And would the score would be 140 to 140. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I'm like that, that actually makes it more interesting, you know? So, um, I don't know. It was just such like a, a rich conversation. And I was like, look at me just 
cultivating for future generations. I love two it. kids at a time, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't two think I think at a time. I think um, approximately 0.05 percent of what I imparted on them will be implemented or retained. That's fine. Um, but I felt wise. Yes. And you are wise. I was in the front seat, so I couldn't, if they were rolling their eyes while driving, you know, while they were in the back seat, I wasn't aware of it. I am also finding that the car is the best time to have these wise conversations. 100%. Because they don't want to have eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I impart my wisdom mostly in the same same car. Same. And plus they're captive audience. They can't, oh, yeah. they're not going to jump out. You're they stuck here. You're going to listen to my wisdom <laughs> or me singing one or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. The car talks are, are usually the best, um, because I think everybody just kind of lets their guard down. And again, they're, they're, can't be eye contact. So sometimes like they can tell you a bit more about what they're going through and you can impart that wisdom. wisdom. Okay. The last thing that I want to say on this topic, because I was trying to think about how to, um, translate some of these tips to, you know, middle school audience. And one of the tips that I used to really like is if somebody says something inappropriate and you don't really want to respond to it is like, you just say like, Oh, aunt Jane. So if she's like, when are you going to have another kid? Why are you not having another kid? You can be like, Oh, Aunt Jean, pass the potatoes, you know? And so this was what we came up with. This was the 08 Aunt Jean. It was bruh. <laughs> yeah, the bruh so, thing. So like, if, like, if somebody's like, cheerleading is stupid, you can just be like, bruh, bruh. And then they're like, huh? <laughs> I basically like confusing the bullies. That's yeah. essentially my main strategy. Confuse the bullies <laughs> with your confidence and your delivery of the bruh bruh yeah why did that come back into our vernacular i just i'm the whole bruh thing does she call you bruh uh no but she does call other people bruh okay yeah i've gotten it a couple times from grandma i'm like our older listeners are going to be like huh what are you talking about but i do want to hear from our listeners like what has been their confidence journey and what were some turning points or Things that they use or wisdom that they have passed on to their children that they have found to be effective because confidence is the name of the game, Brooke, and put that on your bumper sticker, okay? I will. (laughs) And I think so much of confidence is being able to take rejection because you're going to be confident about things, you know, like you said, with certain sports, like a baseball player who has like a 300 batting average is considered good. Correct. Yet that means they miss... Seven tenths of exactly. their at bad opportunities, and and so I think it's being okay with the rejections and the failures, yes. and um, yeah, so much of it is just faking it and embracing what you do know that you're good at or you do feel passionately about. Yeah, I know. Now that I'm going to now that I'm going to football games every Saturday, I'm going to have a lot of football metaphors. I feel like it's going to be like life. You don't, you know, in Ted Lasso, uh, football is life. Football is life. Football is life. So American football is life. That's my new. Yeah. Okay. Cheer is life. Or Cheer, cheer is life. All right. With that, let's take a break. Let's do it. We'll be back.
You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. Amanda, we're back. We're back. And I want to know what is sparking joy for you today. I had so many different things that I wanted to talk about. It was really hard to choose. I love that. That's yeah. good. I know. Spark and joy all over the place. I want to talk about this app called the Forfeit app. We have talked, it's kind of we've talked about these types of things before, maybe. And it's basically kind of like a diet bet kind of thing, mm. but it's not related to, it doesn't have to be related to exercise. It can be related or diet. It can be related to anything that you want to do. So it's basically you put money on the line and say, if I don't do X thing, I want to lose money for it. Right. So you all know that I am an obliger mm-hmm. per Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. And so I need external accountability, like serious external accountability to actually do what I want to do. Like I was laughing. I'm listening to a memoir right now from Mich- Michelle Boulet, who's like a really funny comedian. Um, I'm reading it as part of my life-changing books uh, club. And she was talking about how, you know, some people have accountability, like, oh, if I walk with my neighbor in the morning, I won't cancel on them. And she's like, I don't mind canceling on people. <laughs> I'll like, cancel on you. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll cancel on you. That is zero accountability. That's kind of how it is for me. So I need very tough accountability. Anyway, one of the things that I've really been wanting to do more is write my weekly Amanda's top three. Mm-hmm. I love writing the email, but I just... I always make it bigger than it is, that it's going to take me longer. And I don't know what my top three, what I want it to be. I have put $50 a week Ooh. online, 50 oh. Brooke, um, that if I do not show them proof that I wrote my newsletter, I'm going to lose $50. And that was actually the subject of last week's newsletter was I would have lost $50 if I didn't send you this, this newsletter because it's important to me and I want to get it done. So that's on the line. And you can set settings of how strict you want them to be with you. Hmm. So you can say, all right, if I email you and I say the baby was up all night or I'm sick or whatever like that, like you can let me off the hook. Mm -hmm. Or you can set the setting like no way, no how, you don't send the proof, you lose the money. So it's pretty interesting. So I'm I'm using it as a trial for this particular thing that I want to get myself to do, but you could use it for anything. And so I'm excited. I love that. And like, is there an actual person on the other end holding you accountable? Like when you send the proof that you sent your email? Yes. Like, There's is there a person communi- communicating is, back? With now, you? maybe they use AI or whatever, but sure. it's basically like it's pending approval okay. and then it gets approved. Huh. So I tried it. The first one that I tried it was, was I wanted to wake up at 7am. This was before. Oh, awesome. I wanted to wake up at 7am and I bet $10 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to wake up at 7am. And I had to, they give you like some examples. So one of them was like, take a picture of your toothbrush before 7.30. There was a time that it was like 7.29. I forgot about the bed. I was like running to the bathroom, taking a picture of my toothbrush. I might have gotten back into bed after I took the picture. I'm going to tell them. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I'm trying it. I like it. Yeah. I like that this works with your obliger personality. 
Yeah, because today is Wednesday that we're recording, and I told them that I was going to send them evidence by 9 o'clock tonight. So I got to write the newsletter today. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And you also have to edit this podcast. So (laughs) you got a lot to do. It's going to be a busy day. It should be Um, fine. Okay. What are you doing? It should be fine. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? Okay. So a few weeks ago, before Graham's baseball camp, I realized that I hadn't completed one of the forms for his camp. Okay. And it was, you know, like a medical form. And I had to send the form to his doctor's office and then get them to fill it out. And of course, I couldn't get there that day and I needed it like they have a five-day turnaround time. I needed to get it to them that day. And I was like, yeah. okay, can I email it to you? And they're like, unfortunately, we don't do email for this type of thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. Like, but you can fax it to us. I think I know where you're going with this. So I did my future self a favor and I just Googled like how to fax online because yeah. I'm like, I, I don't have access to a fax machine because it's 2023. Yep. Um, but also I do have a Dropbox account, which I've talked before about how much I love Dropbox for storing files and backing up. And well, Dropbox facts is a thing. Lovely. So I was able to just take this PDF that I already had of this form and create a fax directly through my Dropbox account and send it over to them without me having to like print it out and then find a fax. Like, I mean, that's just silly. So do your future self a favor and just know that faxing from an online account that you likely already have probably exists and Did it will you save you anything i mean well, no 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 it was included no, it was with included. No. i had to pay oh. the doctor's office because they charge you to fill out forms which is a whole other thing okay i'm like it's my kid's health history anyway it's fine it should be fine yeah but well, no it was it was included with my dropbox account because um, i use genius facts because okay. genius scan is the scanning app that i use and they have a partner app or sister app called genius scan but i think i do pay like 10 cents a page or something so now Which i know it's also fine it's fine yeah. i used it a lot when after my dad passed because i had to fax a ton of power of attorneys and things like that and that really came in handy then um, but i didn't know that dropbox facts was included and what yeah. I'm paying. Neither did I until a quick Google search told me I already, like, it was, you know, accessible through my account. I got it done in a couple minutes. So, um, yeah, it was pretty nice. So just remember that. Do your future self a favor for the next time someone tells you to fax something. Then you ask them, is it 1998? And, you know, they'll say no. I'm sorry, did I just drop into a time machine? (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. fine. (laughs) I'm fine. My strawberries are... Fine, I'm fine. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? My strawberries are fine. No. Oh, Amanda. Oh, Brooke. All right. Well, this was fun. This was a day of many mishaps. We are, um, you know, I'm recording in a different remote location. Some Wi-Fi issues that I finally got myself all set up at this desk and it fell apart. It's and fine. projectiled all of my items that were on top of it across the room. But... We got it done. We got it done. Yep. Listeners, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Patreon. Come hop over to our Facebook group, which is super fun and chatty. It's free. We love having new listeners there. And don't forget to um, 
call us, leave a voicemail, text us, email us with ideas. And so many. Like fax us. Fax us. <laughs> you could probably fax a Google voice number. Who knows? That'd be Don't fun. fax us. Don't yeah. fax us. <laughs> All right. This was fun, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.